Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 252. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And Ichigo Gami, back here again. You are, mm-hmm. You're kind of slow in uptake there, Ichigo. Did you eat your own cooking again? Uh, maybe, but it was delicious at first. Oh. So you got the itis then. I got the itis, yes. I don't know if it's the itis, but we will see. Well, I'm also recovering from the con, so... Eh, it's probably delayed con plague syndrome or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it does, does, kind of, does, does kind of dull your senses. Yes, yes it does. Just a scooch. Oh, man. We are live tonight, week of February 16th, 2016, here on the VOG Network. We're here Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. With replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, ChatZilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash VOG Network. If you click on that, there's an IRC link. If you click on it, it'll bring you directly into the chat. Ah, so then we got all all of that out of the way. Um, let's look at the list here. Um, let's kick things off with Ari. With how was your week and how was your day? Yeah, mostly work related stuff. And uh, let's see, this weekend we got to see the Deadpool movie, mm. and it was every bit as awesome as we thought it would be. Uh, today I picked up Street Fighter Five, which I had paid off, you know, about a week in advance or so. Oh, okay. I haven't got a chance to play it yet. And uh, let's see. Um, I also wanted to get Project Cross Zone 2, but unfortunately I ran into some problems with my bank. See, I tried to order something off of Amazon, and I inadvertently signed up for Amazon Prime. Which... Oh, yeah. You did the free two-month trial, and you forgot to cancel it. No, 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 no. I canceled it beforehand, but I... Accidentally clicked on it this time, and I was past that, you know, trial period. So they decide, oh, you want to buy it now? And they just took the last hundred dollars I had straight out of my bank account. And I spent between today, the, the two days in between last like, Sunday night and today, you know, on the phone with my bank, you know, on chat with Amazon help, ready to have a fucking aneurysm because I need the money, obviously. Right. You know. With the uh, thesis of my uh, issue being, I should not have to pay, have to wait three or five days paying for a mistake that took three or five seconds. But that's always the case. It takes the money just like that, but it takes it forever to um to get it back to you, you know? And the last time I chatted with the Amazon guy, I'm like, I, uh, do you have any other questions? Yeah, is there any other way that I can just... Not, not see any Amazon Prime, you know, ads or merch when I surf Amazon, or do I like? Is there something that you I can do on my end, or do I have to get like a third-party extension for that? And he, the response he gave, I, I'm pretty sure I was talking to a robot the whole mm. time. No, you're talking to somebody there, so it's just you know, it's customer service. 
So I can just picture the guy looking at his screen and just like looking around like, uh, 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 and I just answered a question I didn't actually ask. So I'm just like, ugh. I will get to say this though, tomorrow night I have a lodge function and I get to wear the tuxedo I bought. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's about it for me this week. Okay. Makko-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Deadpool. Makko-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Deadpool. Makko-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Seriously, Deadpool. Oh, for fuck's sake, woman. Yeah. No, I, I went to go see the Deadpool movie on Friday. Completely dressed up. Nobody else in the theater was. And I didn't give two craps. Hmm. Sounds about right. I actually showed off your picture to a couple of my coworkers. They thought you were awesome. Awesome. Was it the Lolita Deadpool? Of course. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, basically it. Um, a co-worker's daughter does knitting and crocheting. So, a specific doll that I've been trying to have somebody make for me for probably six or seven years now finally got done. Oh. So I now have my crocheted Abby doll. Yay. Yay. Still jealous. <laughs> yeah, and she she really is adorable. And looking at her, you know, it's I, I you know, I can't tell because I don't do this kind of crafting stuff, but there's no end sticking out or anything like that, so even though she's a newbie, at least she knew what she was doing. Right. And I got it for a steal because she's a newbie. <laughs> I was expecting. I mean, when you when you've got something like that and it's going to take a really long time to do, you expect to be paying a little bit of money. And no, I got it for a steal. She told me the price, and I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. No. Other than that, I've just been. You know, doing crap around the house. Sunday I was going to go out and see Deadpool again, but when the temperatures got down to the single digits, I said, fuck that. So instead, I pampered myself and had food delivered and all of that good stuff. That's good. But yeah, my, my weekend day is Deadpool. Okay, cool. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? How you been? I've been good. Um, well, I've, you know, recently attended Katsukon, so I'm just recovering from that because all my week last week was basically, ah, God, get your costumes finished, you know? Oh. I, I mean, I actually was packed before I had to go, but um, it was just a little bit of panicking um, because I was doing a bunch of group cosplays and staying with my friends who I was doing the groups with and... And so it ended up being a lot, a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work. Um, and that was basically it. Uh, this coming week is just going to be kind of cleaning up and 
getting the house prepped for moving back into my studio so that I can start actually working on more stuff um, in the coming months and getting prepped for running my department at Otocon. Maid Cafe and stuff is getting ramped up, so all that stuff is what I look forward to in the next few days. Dun, dun, dun. I know. But other than that, it's been really uneventful. Um, just got a lot of pictures to process and stuff of people I took at con and so it'll be fun. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. The convention was a lot of fun until the Fire Nation attack. But more on that later. Okay. Well, my weekend has been interesting. Well, I have quote, sort of retired my Astro A40 headsets. I still use them, but just for podcasting purposes only and for like editing videos so I can hear the audio and all of that good stuff. I have now replaced it with my V-Motors, which are pretty amazing. They feel tight, but not really too tight around my ears. But in order for me to get them to work properly, I had to update my phone. So what happened was, I'm listening to music, and it just feels... It sounds garbled. So I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, because I have a pair of Bluetooth Sport headphones that don't do that. So I tested my V-Motors on my Surface tablet, and my other phone. It's fine. So I look on the Google Play Store, and I find an app that fixes it, but my phone has to be rooted. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll root my damn phone. But I'm like, let me check and see if there's any updates. There is an update for the phone. So my phone is now running Android 6. I repaired them, and they sound great. So evidently the Bluetooth stack was corrupted for audio, so that's all good and taken care of. Um, let's see what else is going on. And went to the dentist. I had to start brushing twice a day now and start flossing. But other than that, life's just good. Oh, I haven't taken my Outlook certification yet because the machine that we're supposed to do it on, uh, it hasn't arrived, but now it's here and they're prepping it. So when I go in on Thursday, I'll be taking the test. So we'll nice. see. Good luck. Thanks. One thing I hate about these tests is that they ask for so much technical itty bitty shit that you know you'll never need in real life. But you know. So it's like high school. To a certain extent, yes. Yes, it is. <sighs> Alright. And right now I'm trying to update my Windows mobile phone to the latest build of Windows 10. Um, and what happened, for some reason. It just, I couldn't update because it ran out of space, so I just pretty much backed up stuff I needed, so I'm wiping it fresh and putting the latest build of Windows 10 on it and just calling it a damn day. Mm. <clears throat> yes, reinstall software, continue. Downloading package. Do what you gotta do. I don't care. Alright. I've taken that kind of attitude with my laptop nowadays. Well... The thing is that this phone was on AT&T prepaid, so I just needed just phone service. I didn't need, like, data or anything like that. But I had added a friend of mine to my uh, T-Mobile plan, and you get a fourth line free, and all your lines are, are 50 bucks a pop. That saves me some. That saves me a few dollars. Plus, I get double the um, hot spotting. So... I dropped AT&T and switched over to T-Mobile for that for that phone. So 
it's free. Might as well use it. So. <sighs> All right, phone is flashing, doing its thing. Good, 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 good. I remember the first time I flashed my my Windows 10 phone. I didn't realize it was still updating, so I, I power cycled it, and it just wouldn't boot. Oops. Thankfully, at work, um, we have we I was able to connect it to some software to reimage it, so we're good. So I was good to go. Like I said, I only have the phone on me at work, so if people need to get a hold of me, they can, because I can't have my regular phone on the floor, even though there are other people walking around with their non-Windows phone in their pockets. There are cameras all over the store. You never know who's watching them. I'm not trying to get caught. Which is why I throw my Google Watch in the cl in the, um in the cat in the, um, in my locker. <sighs> all right. Now that we got that out of the way, we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we're gonna go ahead and talk about Catacon. So how does that sound for y'all? Okay. Woo! Fine by me. Marco, I think you need some coffee or something. Tired. Aw. Everyone hug and pet the Mako-chan. Yeah, no thanks. Okay, I'm going to put the Mako-chan back in her cage, and we're going to take our break, so we'll be back.
So during that break, I went and got myself a cup of coffee because, you know, I need it, which means I have to make another pot for tomorrow. But um, I'm talking to a friend of mine and she's pondering to, to do masquerade judging for for uh, anime next. And I'm like, do it. I'm just like, do it. And I'm like, one of the benefits of you doing this, you get to see me. And she's like, I haven't done cosplay in years. I'm like, but you know a good skit and a shitty skit when you see one. So how hard is that? If nothing else, it's not bad to put on your cosplaying resume that you've judged a contest. You know, I actually made a cosplay resume and then I ended up deleting it like sometime later. Because mm. it sounded stupid. Yes. When you put it down on paper. Yes. Like, wow, this is a great idea. Like, that's what's going on here. That's a great idea. I'll put it down. And like, uh... I mean, well, it, I think a lot of it depends on what your what your function is, like what you actually do. Because I I can see if Ranma works with Microsoft in the aspect of their video gaming department. And he was a model, like, professionally, it would make sense. Like, me, it it makes sense because I do fashion design. And so a cosplay resume just ups my, like, street cred. I suppose, but on the same token, it's like, as big as as the cosplay community is, there is a good chance you know who's running the goddamn masquerade or the department, or you know somebody that's in that department where you ain't got... You ain't really got to break a sweat to get in there. I mean, oh, you no, still have to apply. True. You still have to apply, but, you know, it's like, it ain't so bad, you know? Shit. So. Mm. All right. So, let's go ahead and talk about Katsukon. Uh, now, I, I, I gotta get on music, alright, so... I'm kinda liking this. <laughs> oh my god. Fire in the... Gaylord Hotel! <laughs> yeah, Gaylord Hotel, let's go. <laughs> Gates of Hell, Corridor of Cosplayers, same goddamn thing. No, basically, there were a lot of hallways on fire. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Um, it wasn't that extreme, but it was a little scary. Um, for those of you... Oh my god, that's that, that's so wrong. So wrong! Um, <laughs> I had to. For um, those of you who didn't attend Katsukon, um, you missed out. But um, we didn't miss out on a heinous amount. I ended up doing a lot of group cosplays this past weekend at Katsukan. And so I roomed with, of course, my fellow cosplayers in my group. Um, <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to die in a fire. Um, so um, everything was good. It was really chill on Friday. I actually ended up doing a lot of cosplaying. Um, for those of you who have never been to Katsukon, it is held in the Gaylord in the National Harbor, which is in Maryland. And the Gaylord is like this big, beautiful hotel. It's got like a tiny village in the 
bottom of it. You can walk around and take lots of photos. So needless to say, it's obviously like a huge cosplaying con. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the awesome. goddamn gazebo. Fuck it's the gazebo. gazebo. Goddamn false oh. idol. Yup. Oh gosh, it will eat you. Flipping gazebo attacks. Ugh. Um, but. Yeah, so it it had some beautiful setups, some beautiful backgrounds, backdrops and stuff like that. And they've recently had to scale back photographers and stuff because photographers would set their shit up. They would just roll out with all their flash setups and all their backdrops and shit, and it would just take up so much of the floor space. Yeah, we yeah last year me and Ari kind of got busted for that because we had our camcorder, and I'm just like, well, we still were able to get our interviews done, but still. My thing yeah, is that, that. See, my <laughs> thing is this. You're busting I understand the rules, but you're busting us on this. Meanwhile, there are other photographers who are more outlandish than we are, but you're going to bust us on this. So I'm you know what? Next time, instead of putting the tripods on the ground, I'm gonna put the tripod I'm gonna sit the tripod on my sneakers. And there just, you go. And just hold it on an angle but like it's not on the ground. I'm holding it with my sneakers. Can't say anything otherwise. <laughs> just get some sneakers for the tripod, just like like baby shoes or like build a bear shoes that just fit on the bottom of this little. I'm seriously tempted to. Why don't you put the tripod on a little cart? You know, like there's oh, like square no. plastic. Say telling you about it. No, you can't put it on a cart. Can't do that. Shuffle around on the floors. They're very anal retentive about their floors. Anyway. No, you know what you have to do, Ranma? What? You have to dress as Todd. Todd? Mm-hmm. Todd Chrisley? Mm-hmm. Todd Chrisley? No. But yeah. You have to dress as Todd Snap. Oh! Then, your camera equipment... Is part of your cosplay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. They can't get you get you on it because it's part of your cosplay. Well. Another reason to bust out Ash. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really great place to take photos and get photos taken and stuff like that. And they've got a lot of fun panels and things of that nature. And there was that but, one year someone cosplayed as the damn gazebo. Yeah, there was somebody cosplaying as the gazebo. Somebody made a gazebo last year, and they had the gazebo within the gazebo, so it was gazeboception. Well, I, I got get a, I, I got a picture inside of that secondary gazebo, so that was fun. What I, what I want to do, what I want to do is set up a gazebo nearby and put a sign that says, "Get your picture with the gazebo, five bucks," like a oh. camping ground type setup. Well, I wouldn't put a monetary amount, because then you might get busted for solicitation. True. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Shinji Akari says, I'm sure someone has tried. Okay, then let me one-up it and make it better. And Sarah Ackerman's like, it's a prop, it counts. Yes, yes it does. (laughs) Oh, God, I love you guys. But yeah, going into Saturday, it seemed like it was going to be a pretty uneventful convention, except for like photo shoots and stuff. All right, let's um, break it down day by day. What when did you get there? I got there on Thursday night. All right, um, and got into my hotel room, got set up with all my friends because with six of us in the hotel room, and uh, every one of us wearing multiple costumes a day, <laughs> and a giant stack was... of a uh, floof in the corner. 
Yes, basically a lot of floof. I had I had hoop skirts, and some of my friends had big props. Like one of us, uh, Carol, my friend, was doing Yamraiha. She's a Kikiyama, if you guys know of that cosplayer. She's amazing. She's super cute. And she does Pluto, and she did Yamraiha from Magi. So um, we were all, we all had our costumes all set up and everything ready to go. And then we just kind of derped around on Thursday night mm-hmm. in... In basic costumes, nothing too crazy, nothing too fancy, but um, I got in super late, so I didn't get in cosplay. I just got in my PJs, but mm. you know, whatevs. Yep, yep. And so Friday morning comes around, we all get in costume, we all run out and get to our photo shoots, and everything's going smoothly, swimmingly, you know. Um, then, of course, it's just kind of photo shoots throughout the day Friday. It was really busy with photo shoots. I never knew how much work it takes to get in cosplay if I'm doing random cosplays throughout the day. When I'm doing three or four costume changes a day. Early in the morning, I was Sailor Jupiter. I was actually, I was in, um, I was in Makoto in her uh, school uniform. So we did like a school uniform mm. and a casual Sailor Moon shoot. And then in the afternoon, it was Magi. And then in the evening, it was... Uh, just straight, like, the same costume, um, Magi again, because I did Kugyoku Ren from that, and then the next morning it was Magi again, but then we also did Fire Emblem Awakening, so this is Saturday now. We all got up at, like, 7, got into our costumes, got ready to go, and went down, and started our photo shoots at, like, 11 o'clock-ish. Um, so we were... Up, we went back upstairs to change back into our hotel room into Fire Emblem Awakening. I did Muriel. Um, one of my friends uh, was dressed as Long Q, and one of them, and and I just had we we had a pretty big group that was getting together, so it was just a bunch of us. Uh, Emerald, one of my other friends, was doing Emerald, mm. and so we were changing, and all of a sudden we hear this. Bah, bah. But it's down in the area called the Atrium, which is the little village area. So we're right. like, oh, God, somebody, some loser has an air horn. Some right. loser's doing the Colossus scream. All right. You know, down oh, God, the, not the Colossus the scream. Yeah. No. So we thought it was <gasps> a giant a-hole just running around being an a-hole. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. It's, you know, slow down. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> Slow down. We have plenty of time to talk about the convention. Um, we're going to go to the chat room here at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sarah Ackerman wants to know, who were you from Fire Emblem Awakening? I was Muriel. Um, I actually cut my hair for it because I didn't want to buy a wig. Because um, I'm super lazy. Mm. Um. <laughs> and Shinji Akari says, Sailor Jupiter is best senshi. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Best to represent. Let's see. That kind of reminds me of something funny from from a show about a year or some change ago. Going back, because when the figure arts were coming out, evidently Jupiter was the last one to come out, and we were trying to figure out why is it taking so long. And I said, I I think I said something along the lines of, "Well, the figure art is here. You just gotta wait for her tits to arrive from from a slow boat from Japan." <laughs> Uh, by the way, Ichigo... Se- secondary accessory. Yeah. I was guessing... Um, was there a lot of Fire Emblem cosplay there? I know uh, Fates is coming out soon. I know... I guess the franchise like, would probably take a uh, spike in representation. Well, you know, it was actually very surprising. It was much smaller. Like, you'd think that with all of the Fire Emblem games, 
They'd be at least as big as like the Sailor Moon groups and stuff that get together. Mm. They really weren't. They were like really small, like maybe about 30 or 40 people. Um, and there weren't even a lot of awakening or even uh, uh, the end of the like, there weren't a lot of awakening and there weren't a lot of just, I guess, the newer Fire Emblems. There Thanks. were a lot of new one coming out. Older ones, yeah. I don't. I don't think I saw any fates. Most of them were doing like, I mean, we had Crom, and you know, you kind of have all your basic mm. characters and stuff, but you really didn't have too many variations. I mean, there were a few Tharjas. I was really excited that I got a few pictures with some Tharjas and That's good. and stuff like that. But um, it was surprising to see how small the group was. But they did. They had a uh, summer. Uh, uh, the summer gathering. Summer scramble. Yeah, the summer scramble gathering in the morning where they went to the pool because this hotel is a resort, so they have a pool, and so they did like a summer scramble out in the pool area, and then they did an afternoon the afternoon shoot, which, let me tell you, so before the fire emblem shoot, we're getting ready in our room, mm-hmm. and the alarm goes off, and you see like, I want to say I wouldn't hazard to say that there were are there about 28,000 people total at this convention by this point on a Saturday afternoon 20,000 I would say about 20,000 it's a really mm. big hotel um and everything going on and you all of a sudden just see a bunch of cosplayers in the bottom because we're over the whole we have a view of the whole convention floor we're on the sixth floor of the hotel and it opens up into the atrium area you can just see a giant herd of weebs just exiting. And it's this giant exodus of half-naked weebs into the cold. Now, mind you, the wind chill was in the negatives. I remember the from last year. We got to actually watch the river, you know, slowly freeze as the waves lapped against, you know, more ice that formed. Yeah, no, that's was exactly that what was in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we ended up getting pictures on the frozen, frozen, um, the, they had little, like, water, I guess, water interests for the hotel, and they were frozen over completely, and the water was, like, half frozen. You could see the current trying well, to cut through. Seen, I think that's what you're looking for. But, yeah. So, they're hurting, yes, this is perfect. Yes, yes it is. Um, but yes, the March of the Weebs. Um, and today. God damn it, I gotta be thinking of March of the Wooden Soldiers. God damn it. Um, as they wander into the cold. Now, um, so the hotel actually gave out blankets and stuff, but they ran out of blankets because of how many people they were herding out. And so me and my friends, since we were in most of our costumes, my friend Longku um, wrapped her belt around her neck because it was like a scarf, and we ran out to the parking garage because they started, they finally started to announce. Hey, Ichigo, we lost you. Oh, can you hear me? You were, you're kind of in and out. Um, so they made a PSA over the, like, the intercom to the hotel rooms. And they said, okay, you need to evacuate and go to the nearest stairs. Mm-hmm. So we we went, and we went out to the parking garage that's connected. Because they were like, go to the parking garage, get out of the hotel. Okay, 
let's do that. So then we had parking lot con. Thankfully, one of our friends who had come for the day was parked in the garage. So we all ended up piling into her car. And if you go to, like, King Sarah's Cosplays page, uh, who is one of my other friends, um, I think she has a picture of us up, like, in the car at Parking Lot Con. Wow. Which we so absolutely did. Um, and not freezing our balls off. Um, it lasted for about an hour, and then we were all herded slowly but surely back into the convention, but you could just kind of tell the momentum of the con had, like, worn off. So there was just this kind of slump in all the energy for, like, the rest of the day. They threw cold water over the convention. Well, basically, yeah, like, it, it, was, it was really sad after that. Um, but we made it to our photo shoot. The photo shoot was still going on. Mm. That's good. <laughs> so, and then um, after that, you know, we, we got our photo shoots done and stuff. And then the rest of the day was really just derping around, checking out the dealer's room and stuff. I don't know what it is, but dealer's rooms seem to have, like, a lot of the same stuff over and over. And I know that that sounds really dumb, but actually, it was like... Actually, what it's you're saying is not... It's the same handful of vendors going to a cons in this area. It pretty much is. Yeah, but it was like two vendors, like within the the three aisles or four aisles or whatever, would have the same exact thing, and it was just a little overwhelming to me because I was like, "Didn't I just walk by that vendor? Oh God, what have I done?" You know, like it, You're it was uh -huh. Yeah, it was really bad. Oof. So that was fun. The artist alley was fun. It was really, it was pretty big considering, but they had a lot of people that kind of like crossed over. Like they had artists or people you'd traditionally find in the artist alley in the dealer's room. And I know, I feel like I know why they've been starting to do this thing with, with artists where if you make like a certain yeah. amount of money mm -hmm. as an artist, you can't be considered an artist right. anymore. Yeah. You have to be in the dealer's that, room. That happened to a friend of mine at Sokovetsu. But. For some, for yeah, after for my some convent for some con she's just regular um artist alley, and for some she's vendor. I mean, I can see it. I mean, if you're Both making the money, room uh, tables cost more than the artist alley tables. Yes, it's, which is, oh, that's why they do that. <laughs> well, I look at it yeah. this way: if you're making money hand over fist in the artist alley, go to the dealer's room and make that same type of money. Because if everybody's at your table buying stuff and everybody else is getting fucked over, you know, I can, you know. I'm sure a lot of it, too, depends on, like, the competitiveness of the artists and, like, I guess if they're, if they have the art and they're making the money and they can mm -hmm. stand up against the big boys in the dealer's hall, that's one thing. Um, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me sometimes, so... But yeah, so we went through the dealer's room and um, it was funny because earlier the day in the day, I think we had some time before we went to change and they had capped the line oh. to go into the dealer's room. Now, I, I know it's probably because the fire marshal um, said something, but they capped the line. They were like, no one else is allowed in the line for the dealer's hall. And we're like, that's that's great. We're just going to fuck off then. That's cool. Um and go change and all that fun stuff. Um, but so, yeah, um, the fire apparently was caused by a malfunctioning uh, electrical socket in the maid cafe. That's what I heard. So, 
that was what caused it, like a, a fire that was connected to like a microwave. But I wouldn't be surprised if I see in the next few days people blaming Katsukon for it. Of um, course. That uh, was a legit fire. It wasn't some asshole pulling the fire alarm. Yeah, which was funny because that's what we thought it was. We thought somebody would, had pulled the fire alarm or done like smoked pot in their room because. Yeah. See, if you're you gonna smoke, that, if you're gonna smoke pot in your room, you gotta put a towel down, okay? <laughs> if you're really going to do it, you gotta do it in the bathroom. Put the towel down because there is a vent in the bathroom. <sighs> what? This is experience talking, is it? Actually, if you're really going to do it, you have to put the hot water on in the shower so that the smoke mixes with the steam and is vented out, and it helps with the smell as well. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Dr. T says, pot pro tips from Ranma. Pot pot tips one-on-one from Ranma and Mako-chan, your friendly residential neighborhood podcast smoking duo. (sighs) Naganooch. It's experience talking, isn't it? Maybe. Hi, I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college too, but I commuted. Marco did the full thing. And I it, went to art school, but I didn't participate. We'll have to fix that soon enough. Oh, God. Jeff B says, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, and we go back a little bit. Oh, if we go back I do a little bit. Drink- yeah. So it would be like this. Ari would handle the drinking at the convention. Me and Michael would handle the smoking at the convention. Ichigo would handle you handle on how to get you a decent alibi. And if you don't listen to her, you are fucked. Yay, logic! Mm-hmm. And you would have to be dressed as the maid from Black Butler when giving the alibis. All right, my master and mistress, we're going to talk about alibis today. <laughs> God damn! Not, I, excuse me. I'm just wheeling this big uh, cooler full of jungle juice, <laughs> <laughs> or ecto cooler. Ecto cooler is one of my faves. Oh god! I heard they was bring, I heard like Heisey's bringing that back. Just, you know, just fill the cool the cooler with the liquid and you just dip your own cup in. <laughs> oh god! at a frat party because I underestimated how strong the jungle juice was. I think, ooh, it's actually sweet and fun, and <laughs> nope. And then the world turns upside down. And Alice, you're not in Kansas anymore. Ari, I just got two words for you. Yukon Torpedo. I love those. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, they had to reformulate it, and I'll tell you the reason later. But we go we go back to the chat room at liveonfucknetwork.com. Jeff B. says, if Morgan Freeman was there to narrate the March of the Weebs... And Shiji Ikari <laughs> follows up with March of the Weebs would work. It would. No, it was crazy. It was a crazy amount of people oh. that were being herded out of the building. Because one of our friends actually left before us because she was doing a Sakiza photo shoot that was like earlier. And um, she got caught on the elevator and they were like, you need to get off the elevator. You're not allowed to be on the elevator. There's a fire. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, but I felt bad. Why don't you let the elevator come to a stop first before you tell me, get off the elevator, get off the elevator, you know? Oh, no, I think she, she got to, like, the bottom floor, and she was in the elevator, and she was getting out, but they were they wouldn't let her come back up. Mm. Um, but I felt really bad for all the people who were in spandex and latex and body paint and, like, nothing else, because it was cold. It was balls-ass cold. 
and it was not pleasant. And I was wearing layers. Um, Redskins so... and uh, Packers fans go through the same shit. <laughs> yeah. But um, that was that was basically Saturday. Was that everybody started to freak out because of the fire alarm, and so there were a lot of like puns and and um, parking con and car con and um, like everybody making posts about how they're freezing and garage con. Yeah, garage con. Um, and somebody attacked. <laughs> and then somebody else was um, like noted that they were hiding under their friend's hoop skirt against the cold. I thought that was hilarious. But um, you have to be really, really, you know, comfortable with that person in order to do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a few people I wouldn't mind doing that for if, if it was needed. But, mm. um, but yeah, that was basically all Saturday, and then Sunday was just kind of like finished packing. Unfortunately, one of my friends um, was stuck in the room with all the luggage, and then the line for checking baggage at the con was heinous. It was like an hour wait. Um, so some of our friends had gone to um, to photo shoots and stuff because, uh, of course, big Steven Universe fans in our room. So we had a yellow diamond, and she went down to a photo shoot and stuff. And, uh, that's and nice. so we, we were helping her out with the luggage and stuff. But other than that... Um, there was a Drake Ash Ketchum. There. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. I saw that too. That Pokemon bling. It was hilarious because he was like, it, it, "There's a bunch of videos of him, I'm sure, but it was just funny as as anything." Yeah. So. Um. I actually, I actually shared a picture of him, and he actually had all uh, the the, uh, the five parts of Exodia. Oh, that's amazing. I, I didn't like... see that. I only saw him with his Pokeballs. Um, and no, unfortunately, there were no John Cena cosplays at Katsukon. I did not see any John Cena's. However, a not. cardboard cutout of him did make it into a Yu-Gi-Oh! skit in the Masquerade. I do. So... Okay, I do know that my friend did cosplay as <laughs> Bailey from WWE NXT. You're right, I bet my trap card. And his name is John Cena! Also, here's the thing, Ichigo. Mac is coming up this next weekend. Yes, it is. There is a place you would find a lot of, uh, you know, pro wrestling cosplay. I know before my plans fell through, my friends, I was going to try and get my friends and I to go as the Shield. I would be Seth, my other friend would be Roman Reigns, and my other one would be Dean Ambrose. That's awesome. But that fell through. Ah, oh, that stinks. I was thinking about going on Saturday, but I've got to get started to get ramped up for Otakon and stuff. And, and it's just starting to feel like I, I'm a little, like, conventioned out. Mm-hmm. After doing about... Well, I only had four or five costumes for the whole weekend, but I did multiple changes every day. So I just got really tired. Um, it, it takes a lot of energy to get into cosplay multiple times. So... Yes, I don't know, does. maybe I'll do some Undertale, because of course, hey, Undertale, um, if I end up going this weekend, but uh, I'm going to take a break for a little while until uh, Awesome Con, which is the superhero convention down here. Um, other news on KatsuCon, to just wrap it up real quick, is that weebs and stupid assholes ruin things for people. Um, we had an incident where someone punched a hole in the wall of a, of a hotel room and wrote on a piece of tape in Sharpie, One Punch Man was here. One Punch Men. 
One Punch Men. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was plural. I thought it was I didn't, One Punch I, I know. Someone had pointed it out to me, and I looked at the image. I was like, oh. And then um, somebody on the That's first the floor bathroom stalls uh like carved katsukan into some of the bathroom stall doors <sighs> and then two exit signs were vandalized um because somebody thought it was cool to high five them really hard just normal weeb stuff i'm and, sure that they're not gonna have it all cleaned up before this weekend and so the flooding in that one room the flooding oh yeah the flooding the flooding in one of the rooms somebody's gonna be paying over a thousand dollars um that's a two different two? Flood, wasn't it like one had it like coming out of the door? It was and another one had it like coming out of the coming wall. from around the corner. It was the oh. same room, yeah. It was the same room, room but it flooded so badly that it went into adjacent rooms. I think they said it affected three or four different rooms. How the yeah. hell do you do this? talent and skills? I uh... I guess we. I guess. I guess they. I'm gonna have a feel. They must have brought in an inflatable pool full of ice and booze, and well, sploosh. What? Someone got really drunk and did a a belly flop into it. I'll let you guys know when I find out more about it because I don't even know. All I know is that there was a flood in one of the rooms, and it was so bad that it went into other places, and it probably rained on the person below. Um, But other than that. That was basically Katsukon um, in a lot of it, you know, besides all the cosplaying stuff. But that was basically what happened. Frozen, flames, stupid a-holes, normal convention stuff. You go to a lot less panels than I do. I go to panels, but this year I ended up doing so many group costumes, I just didn't have time. Like, I, I would literally look... At my husband because he's my handler and sometimes he'll cosplay with me and I was like I want to go to this panel oh no wait I have a cosplay handler. photo shoot now or this is awesome so your handler like he has to lead you along with a piece of meat to get you to go places I'm gonna punch you in the balls sorry <laughs> well you kind of walked into that one did you go no, he just he holds bags and like takes pictures and stuff. Like he's my photographer when I don't have another photographer around. So I'm sorry if I upset you. Well, you didn't upset me. I'm I'm so chill. I'll, I'll punch anybody in the balls. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. But it's a waste of time. I'd rather go make cinnamon roll. Now I'm looking for. A post um, that another person that had said in regards to the incident that happened at Katakon, he was Ooh. on the other side trying to defend him per se, and because I'm such a nice guy, I actually didn't comment back and and verbally berate him with a two by four. Which guy was this? Which post was this? Um, I will not say on the on the post here be, uh, on my show because he oh. is a brown nosy motherfucker. I don't need I, I don't need any more passive aggressive posts coming from him, which means I would have to travel to his place and hit him with my two by four, which is which I keep by my door. No, I know that there were a lot of different kinds of posts because of all the stuff going on, but mm-hmm. most of it was just that you know things like this happen all the time. At different conventions, especially big conventions, which is one reason why if we go down to the chat, it talks about how some, uh, I think it was 
uh, Jeff was saying, Jeff B was saying that mm-hmm. a lot of upscale hotels don't hold conventions, and this is why. Yes. Yeah. There honestly, is a re- yeah. There's a reason why we're no longer at the Omni Shoreham, and someone had the, the nerve to say that's not the reason we were there. Let me tell you something. Yes, the Omni Shoreham is, is, is an upscale hotel. There was damage done to the hotel. They let Katsukon out of their contract a year early. Yeah, I'm sure that the cost for all the damages was absorbed by the convention because they mm. probably couldn't finger whoever was the main cause of it. This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. And I have a feeling that he actually deleted his post because I don't see it here. So, whatever. Yeah, I'll say this. There will always be some type of damage at every convention you go to. Something minor, like a, a table break or something like that. Whatever. Do something big, as you see here. When we, I actually wrote on my personal blog years ago about when Cassian got to the Gaylord and you had the drunk uh, Tackle Titan cosplayer who fell and broke his legs or some shit like that, which to this day, that story has... <laughs> Did I just hear something fall? No, that was me going, what? Yeah, and to this day, I don't even think that's been a validated story, so I'm following on the on the hearsay. But the fact of the matter remains. Every convention is going to have that group that's going to run shit and be fucking wild about it, and they're going to ruin it for everybody else. So, if you find out by next year the price and the rates are going to go up and so forth, this is why. There is a reason why they... They put a hold, they want a one night's deposit first before shit happens, okay? You've seen the, I can't believe the room rates have gone up, starter pack. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I mean, the room rates, I mean, the rates for them this year went up because they were actually taking on a lot of the costs of guests and stuff this year, but if it goes up again, you know why. Yep, and you know what's going to happen? More people are going to fucking ghost the convention, and I fucking hate that. If you got the money to make your way to the convention and pay for your share of the room, you definitely have money for a goddamn badge. Simple as that. Hmm. I mean, it's already a big lobby con for a lot of people because the convention isn't policed by folks. And as long as you're not making it into the convention center, I use these quotation marks, um... Is be like it's not policed, so people just ghost and get their photos and then just peace out. And ninety percent of the con, I would say, is probably photo shoots and cosplayers now. Um, And then like the last ten percent is like panels and stuff. I'm not trying to belittle it; it's just what people tend to go for um, Mm -hmm. now. Um, Even the general con goer, I I think I didn't see a lot of people that were in just t-shirt and jeans. I want to say at least 80% of the attendees were probably in full costume. Um, Be it anything from like putting on frisk, which is like a sweater and jeans um, to, you know, full on Gundam regalia or whatever. So. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, touching on what Jeff B. has just said in the chat is he said the easiest way to fix any ghosting issues is to make the main area's badge mandatory. The funny thing about that, Jeff, is that it's a hotel. It's a resort hotel. You can't police the hotel part 
because they have other people than con attendees staying in the hotel. And this hotel is like $500 a night. True. They're not going to just police it and and have their to inconvenience their guests because there's an anime con. Um, and, so that's I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. And, yeah, and also you got to take into consideration the only time it was really police if the convention is in a convention center. You gotta have security at all the entrances checking. And also, even if it's in a hotel, a lot of hotels are not gonna allow for their own. They could have their own security staff to do shit like that. So, it's kind of yep. touch and go. The most they could do is check badges at doors for events that they're being that they're being held in. Truth. And as Shinji Ikari says, that's exactly the problem with Dragon Con. You never know if it's the kind of attendees that do all that nonsense. But yeah, as Jeffy, the main areas are badge mandatory. They are. So. As long as they can maintain. I look at it this way. The damages that are done in those rooms, whoever's in those rooms are going to pay for it anyway, so. Yep. Those liability clauses. That's exactly what's going to happen. So. Yep. Now, maybe the One Punch Man and the exits are maybe that's something Katsukon's going to have to pay for. But anything room-wise, oh, that person, whose room that was, they're going to fucking pay for it. Unless they got a, le- a legitimate excuse to get out of it. Like, one time at Katsu, I had a busted TV in my room. They tried to charge me 250 bucks for it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm like... Because, because they provided you with a TV that didn't work. Pretty much. But I guess they uh, they backed down from their charge because I never... That was the last I heard of it. Yeah. Uh, it also helped that I knew like somebody... Like a hotel, the hotel liaison. So that was also able to back me. So... Mm. Oh, wrong password. So, anywho, now did we get through uh, Sunday? Oh yeah, no. Sunday was basically just like I saw that Drake cosplayer that was mm-hmm. the Ash Ketchum Drake and uh, taking suitcases down. I mean, there were a lot of, there were actually a lot of like Lolita and Jay fashion panels this year that happened on mm. Sunday, but I didn't make it to any. And of course, the last minute. I was surprised with the quality of costumes that were coming out on Sunday. Usually that's like everybody's chill out cosplay day where they just wear their derpiest cosplays and stuff. But there were some people that were bringing out their armor and their really big wigs and stuff. And I was just like, uh, nope. If I had to guess, it was because they probably had the room for a Sunday night and that, and uh, they're probably going to leave Monday morning because, you know, they they'd, they probably saw the issues with the uh, with the baggage holding, or knew about them, or predicted them. Mm. So well, that's it like was also Monday was also a holiday. Monday was a holiday, yeah. but also Cat Snowcon occurred again. We got another four inches on Monday morning. Yeah, I know people were were saying till till Monday, and they noped on out of there. I'm sorry, but. I mean, maybe because I'm a survivor of Cat Snowcon 9, which was my first Catsicon, and we were mm-hmm. stuck there until Tuesday. I just got to laugh at all of this. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm out. But 
How are you going to get home? I'm going to ride back. Motherfucker, I got emergency money. I will mega bust my ass back home. Y'all can stay. It- <laughs> oh, wait, it's my room. Y'all can get the fuck out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad, Mm -hmm. um, for us, and most of my friends ended up being able to get flights back earlier on, like, Sunday night or, like, super early Monday morning, so they beat the snow out, but for those who did get stuck, they were stuck in about four inches of snow. Thankfully, it was all puff and fluff, so it wasn't really anything to get worried about, Mm -hmm. but everybody flips their shit up here whenever it snows. Like, they go out... And then today... The rain washed away all the snow. Yep. Yeah. No, that was strange. That was weird. But uh, for those who are coming up for MAGFest, mm-hmm. you're going to have better weather because it's supposed to be 60 friggin' degrees. It was 53 degrees today. Yeah. No, it's been weird weather. What? One, one, like five days, four seasons. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of weather out in, out in Colorado. If you don't like it, wait five minutes. <laughs> is that you, Mako-chan? That's not me. Oh, not mine. It's not me. Uh, I don't think it's me, but it could just be my phone is receiving some of my Facebook stuff. But Probably is cool. your is your phone near your computer? Not near my computer. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is something like the phone is vibrating on something. Yep. My hand, probably. Um, oh, itchy go. I don't know how technology works. I can just see you running around going, with the, with the smartphone, we're just staring at you going, it's just a smartphone. I don't know how to use this thing! Yeah. No, that I and I dropped it sometime this weekend, so I'm really sad because I just bought this phone this year and it already has a crack in the screen. It didn't crack the whole weekend, but I think like the morning of Sunday, I probably dropped it when my alarm went off and then it cracked. So I'm sad. Oh, much sh- sadness. Mine's fucked up too. My phone. I, I I actually dropped my phone a couple of days ago at work, and I'm like, I am so glad I have it in a case. So glad. But I have mine in the case, and it landed right on the screen. Well, mine fell back way, but I remember my first, my my uh, Epic 4G, in a rugged case, fell to the floor, knocked the screen out. I was like, fuck. Holy you, God, I damn. was like, no, it didn't knock it out of the case, but I'm just saying, the screen just just would not turn back on. And I'm staring at, like, at the case like, you only had one job. Create a phone password. No, I do not want to do that. Just go ahead and and update the phone. Thank you. That's all I want you to do. There we go. So, overall, what is your grand thoughts of Katsukon 2016? It was fun, but there wasn't much to do besides photo shoots. I'd probably, if I had to rate it on a scale of like out of 10, I'd probably rate it like a 6. It wasn't that exciting, but it was a nice like backdrop for the photos I wanted to get for my portfolio. Um, I got to hang out with friends that I don't get to see a lot. 
But it was really kind of drab. And then I know that the fire alarm wasn't their fault, but it did really bring the attitude down. Mm-hmm. So it's a solid six. All right. Now to go to the chat room, Serenity41088 says Gorilla Glass. Okay. Let me tell you something about Gorilla Glass. Yes, newer phones have Gorilla Glass 3, Gorilla Glass 4, Sapphire Glass, whatever, to make sure that the screen doesn't crack. Nothing is safe, no matter how tempered the glass is. When you drop a phone, depending on an angle, it will crack. For example, if I'm not mistaken, the Surface Pro 3s have a bit, have Gorilla Glass on them. Customer came in with a Damage Pro 3. She had it with the type cover case on the overhead compartment on a flight. In a, reg- in a regular bag. And it cracked. You drop things from certain angles, it, ain't, it won't crack or whatever. But when that does happen, it does happen. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing that's in, There's no such thing as impenetrable phones and tablets and so forth. This is why these companies tell you to get the insurance. Because between you and me, if you drop $700 on a tablet or a phone... Uh, you're not spending ten bucks a month on the insurance, or dropping that extra fifty, sixty dollars on on the coverage. Then you are just SOL. You have to pay two, three hundred dollars more for a refurbish. And I have actually seen damaged Nokia's. I should know. I actually damaged one. I think it's funny. My sister accidentally once dropped her cell phone in a cup of wine. So <laughs> it's definitely worth it to get the insurance. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 But that's basically Katsukon. Um, if you guys make it up for MAGFest, I know that Ari said he might not be able to. But um, it should be a lot of fun. But keep an eye out for those damages. And yes. let me know. <laughs> and if you're going to the MAGFest, respect the friggin' hotel. We all have room parties. Just respect the rooms. I mean, come on. You know? Don't be a bag also of res- dicks. Yeah. Also respect your fellow con-goers because they're going to get tired of the uh, and real, real quick. But the thing is, that's only like a small portion of people who get sick of it. It's like the 85-15 rule. If 85% of the people are rolling with it, then your voice ain't going to be heard. Which is kind of sad. Mm. And it looks like we still have time to uh, cover some articles on the show that Mako-chan has graciously gotten us. Yay! And since we talked about this before, Mako-chan talked about it. You go ahead and take this first one about Doki Doki sending out bootlegs still. Yeah, so um, we talked about Doki Doki sending out bootlegs in January. I did not realize that they were also sending out bootlegs in December. And now, um, their February box, which they said would not have bootlegs in it that they would check, ended up having bootlegs. So January's box was a bootleg of a Petite Cara Sailor Moon figure. Yep. Um, the figure for February was a Good Smile Company Cardcaptor Sakura figure, and that was bootlegged. The company also received complaints about missing or damaged items. Um, Good Smile Company confirmed on Facebook on February 9th that it did not create the Cardcaptor Sakura figures that shipped with the February box. 
We were sent samples that were of pristine quality and were reassured that the items were indeed licensed and completely authentic, Anthony Sconzo, Vice President of Marketing at Japan Crate, told ANN. After sending the January's Doki Doki Crate, we started receiving a number of comments and concerns regarding the Sailor Moon figure, as well as other items in January's crate. We were surprised as our sample products were of much higher quality than that which was being sent and packaged for our subscribers. He also explained that Japan Crate immediately opened an investigation with the supplier of several of the allegedly unofficial items. When the company received no response, it cut ties with the supplier completely. Um, Japan Crate first became aware of the issue after the December box when it first addressed the issue in a blog post after the January box shipped. In the post, Japan Crate said that the items for the February box were already on order, but at that it would make sure that the items in February's crate will not be coming from the same supplier. When February's box shipped out with bootlegs, Japan Crate responded again, saying that it was unable to verify the authenticity of the product in time, but shipped the boxes anyway since the items had already been ordered in December. As a subscription company, they do have to order um, at least a month prior to shipping, and in, uh, in this case, the crate contents were ordered three to four months prior to shipping. Uh, Japan Crate offered a guarantee that all the items in March Crate will be legitimate merchandise. All content will be sourced directly from Jan Japanese manufacturers or well-known distributors such as Rement. Our CEO met with multiple new supplier partners so that we can ensure that we don't send a single improperly licensed product in the future. Um, Japan Crate is offering refunds with shipping for February box to anyone who wishes to return the product. Those interested should email returns at japancrate.com. The company also told ANN it is offering refunds with shipping for the January box as well, but the company is not confirmed if it is offering refunds for the December box. Although we did not manufacture any of the products in question, we are taking full responsibility. We should have done our due diligence and requested additional documentation for authenticity verification, and for that reason, we deeply apologize for what has happened. Uh, Japan Crate has also provided ANN with the following statement. We in no way support unauthentic merchandise, and it's extremely unfortunate that those items were sent by us. We are a relatively young company, and we moved into a new realm of product in hopes of sharing more fun with our subscribers. Unfortunately, we were new to the space and doing the best we could to source quality items, but sadly caught into the situation too late. We're working very hard to repair the trust with our fans, and I believe the next few crates will be a great example of what's to come. So yet again, saying that they're going to fix it. So I guess we'll see in March. Okay. Hold on, hold on. dropping the ball on this. Hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, my, my phone is ringing. Um... Bullshit is calling. Um, I'll answer this. Yes, hello, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree with you. Thanks for the call. Later. If you ask me, they were in on this shit. Because think about it. Authentic Japanese swag. And all you have to pay is 30 bucks a month. Half that shit I saw in the picture will cost you at least 7 to $8 a pop. At least when it comes to the normal subscription crates with that's American stuff, it's easy to negotiate cheap prices. I mean, come on. If I'm doing a subscription box and I'm throwing shirts in there, it's easy for me to, if I get, if I have like a thousand subscribers, 
You know how easy it would be to get the shirts down to two bucks a pop? I mean, come on. Oh, I agree, but at the same time, we don't know exactly where, you know, where they're getting, or I should, I should say where they're basing everything. The first um, thing that they did was Japanese snacks. Mm-hmm. Well, Japanese snacks is, is cheap, so, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're looking at those, those items... For $30, it's not bad. Most of it is, you know, most of it is cheap crap. The stuff that isn't exactly relatively popular here, or the crap that they're putting into cranes, you buy that shit in bulk and it's not going to be expensive. You know, their main piece, their figures, are what's going to be expensive. So if they've got, you know, a, a, what's going to cost us $7, they probably paid 5 And then the rest of it's filled with things that they got cheap for a dollar or two. Their crate's probably only costing them 15 bucks. Mm. So no, I don't, I don't think it's off the wall that they would be expecting authentic stuff in there. My issue is that you had issues with December, you had issues with January, you had issues with February. Why the hell didn't somebody actually order one of their own fucking boxes and see what was in it? You know, if you're not looking at anything that happens to be in these boxes... Because all you've seen is what these distributors are showing you. That's a big no-no. That means that you have no idea what the production is. You have no idea, you know, where the storage is or anything like that. You've got to go, you know, somebody should have been going down there and looking at an op- like looking at a closed box and saying, this is good, this is broken, this is missing something. Take the entire shipment back and redo it. Yeah, but here's the thing. They're not going to check. This is the way to hell they're going to check every single box. Well, you don't have to check every box. But if you've got, you know, a thousand, just, you know, ballpark fib, you've got a thousand going out, you check one of every hundred. That's only ten boxes you're opening. That's a pretty decent, you know, look at what you should have in there. That's like one percent, right? Um... No, yeah, ten, it's, it's ten, ten, ten divided ten. by a thousand, right? Well, one of every hundred. One of every hundred would be ten. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're you're still looking at a decent amount because it's a small amount anyway. No, I mean, I still believe. They kind of knew they had bootlegs from the beginning. I, 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 I just had a feeling they thought, well, we're not going to get caught. The fandom is kind of stupid. Oh, you got caught. And then they took the social media to say, hey, look at all this bootleg shit they sent us. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving right along. Um, Ari, I think this one is right up your alley.
Did we lose him? Sorry about that. I'm back. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I uh, clicked on the wrong thing. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, way. Wait for it to load. It is. But wrestling manga Keijo gets anime adaption. Wait, what? Yep. Um. Okay. Yes, you read that right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just gotta wait for it to load. According to to this year's eleventh issue of Shug Shugakukan Weekly Shonen Sunday magazine, the butt wrestling title, bumping aquatic super serious and impactful ladies sports manga, is getting an anime adaptation for, well, set for some time in the future. Studio and additional information is yet to be announced, so I wouldn't put it past Madhouse. Oh, that explains a lot. Oh. If they decide to play this game or JC staff, since they pretty much setting new trends with every passing season. The story of this brilliant manga that might give you a reason not to kill yourself, Jesus Christ, is yet to, <clears throat> yet is as simple and camp as you'd expect it to be. It takes place in an alternate Japan where, alongside horse racing, people can also now gamble on whose ass is harder, also known as Keijo, a sport where the contestants stand on a platform and must use their chest or ass to knock the other person off the platform. I'm sure this will be illegal in most countries. <laughs> it's like chicken with boobies and butts. Nozomi Kamanashi, with notorious flexibility and balance, dreams of joining the team after she graduates to raise money for a poor family. This way, she enters a boarding school <clears throat> specializing in the sport, and naturally, the Japanese government approves of this. Or something. You gotta love how the author of the article is kind of confused, too. <laughs> Frankly, this could be pretty iconic as long as it stays ridiculous and there's the titty belting and ass smashing in a comedic way rather than a sexy one. Though, judging by the random manga panels they've seen, they try to get their best Dragon Ball Z homage with every move they do. They'll probably go that route. Maybe Shog Shokugeki no Sumo with less men and more boobs, but just as many motivational speeches. Mm. Christ. So, uh... The fuck? Kind of reminds me of of um what was that wrestling game for PS2 and three and three sixty Rumble Roses. Mm-hmm. Remember, you got to strip them down to humiliate them to win. So this is not too far of a stretch. Uh, I I I guess that's the only way to make it you know plot viable is to make it so over the top that it's completely impossible to take seriously. Pretty much. There's a I lot mean, of anime like that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, look I mean, at Dragon. Are we gonna see some? Are we gonna see some like kind of like One Punch Man esque workout that one of the person, one of the ladies does to make her ass like hard as granite or something? I mean, if we're talking outlandish shit, I mean, look at Dragon Ball Z. I mean, if that's not outlandish as it comes, then I don't know what the fuck is. Hey, you all know I'm right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and get into our last article of the night. We're going to go to Open Forum Topic, other good stuff. So, ah, some of you, if you know this song, you know the anime. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the world's largest Saint Seiya memorabilia and merchandise collection. The Guinness Book of World Records just awarded 
Jorge Luis Vasquez Flores of Peru with a certificate recognizing him as the owner of the world's largest Saint Seiya memorabilia collection last month. Vasquez began collecting these items related to his favorite television anime over 20 years ago and has a massive collection of 6,688 items from action figures to magnets. His collection is nearly twice that of the previous record holder, Keitan Bayati Rosas of Mexico. Rosas was awarded the title in October, replacing Vasquez when his collection was only 1,792 items. Vasquez works as a lawyer in Peru and is also the founder of the country's largest Saint Seiya fan club, Athena Los Santos. His collection was featured in exhibitions and events in the region. Now, stateside, there are animes that we grew up with that we can always talk about, like Voltron, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon. And a lot in Spanish-speaking countries, the majority of them, it's Ranma. Dragon Ball Z, and especially Saint Seiya. It's like Saint Seiya is like the anime that over in, in Spanish-speaking countries. It's like the best. I heard it was like absurdly popular in like Italy too, in the Mediterranean that area. Probably, but I know it's is ridiculously popular in Spanish-speaking countries. And I think because it's the constellations, which kind of connects with some type of religion and stuff, that could be why. But still. Now, I wonder if there's one for Sailor Moon uh, collections. I probably know a couple of people who could, who could probably who could probably go for it. The only other person I know in this country who has something similar is a uh, a woman who ha- in Florida who has a shit ton of Pokemon merch. Oh, who has gotten married is now running around in the Naruto fandom. Oh, you know who I'm talking about then? Okay. Yes, uh, she's friends with a couple of people on my Facebook. So. Oh. All right. Now that we got that out the way, okay, we're gonna go ahead and open the Skype line. If you have any questions about tonight's show, about Capsicon or whatever, just give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time. Now, which I'm going to bring up the open forum topic. And it's alright, come on, come on. Thank you. This is I think I'm a little bit faster than my files connection. The open forum topic is where we post a question about a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want to use your real name, put a different name before you post your answer. And we actually keep it simple. So this week's open forum topic is your anime merchant swag. This guy has the Guinness Book of World Records for his massive Saint Seiya collection, so we want to know how big is your collection of anime merchandise? Well, let's see here. Dr. Tsuya says, I have a good chunk of Sailor Moon fan subs on VHS, but I have several Sailor Moon and anime soundtracks on CD. Also a couple of Japanese Sailor Moon mangas and a few of the figures. Uh, Sarah Ackerman, she has a massive collection of, of merch. Plushies from Kiki's Delivery Service, Naruto, uh, Attack on Titan, Wall Scrolls, and merch from Fire Emblem. Cool. According to Serenity fourteen eighty eight, between her and her significant other, the collection is medium size. Okay. Now, I can easily turn around and look at the majority of my of my swag. I have a nice chunk of anime DVDs and Blu-rays. I have 
collected over the last 10 years. I have a box of Ronma one half VHS tapes I got from a friend of mine. I just gotta say to uh, Fred and Nicole, thank you. I think I have like one or two duplicates, but I'm still gonna hold on to them. Um, but if I was to look at my merch, my collection as a whole, outside of the DVDs, I have a lot of Sailor Venus figurines and stuff, and plushies and so forth. But that was kind of a given. Yeah, surprise, surprise. I know, right? One would think my, the, the majority of my collection would be Ron and one half stuff, but it's not. The fact that I was able to get luck and get my hands on authentic Ron and one half plushies was amazing. Best eighty dollars I ever spent. Okay, let's talk to the um the mistress of merch and collection, Mako Chan. Yes. Your collection, <laughs> my dear. Um, I like to collect random stuff. I mean, if, if you look at my collection as a whole, yeah, I've got a lot of shit. Uh-huh. But to break it down by title and everything, it's not so much. You know, I've got pony figures, I've got pop figures, I've got Sailor Moon figures, I've got Final Fantasy figures, I've got plushies from the various anime that I watch, I've got, you know, pictures and posters and board games and, you know, I've got a large collection of crap, but it would not be considered large in the aspect if you break it down by title. Mm. Okay, Ari, your collection. <clears throat> I've actually got a very Ow. small co- Are you okay? So- yeah, sorry. Sorry. What wait, was it me? Hmm? Was it me that caused that? Yes, you were very loud. Sorry, is that better? Yes, because I, I have my thing on loud because everybody's usually soft-spoken, and then all of a sudden you come in and that hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, I actually have a very small collection of, uh, you know, memorabilia and swag. I mean, let's say just a handful of figures and a, you know, little, like, d- little dolls and, the, you know, DVDs of the anime. That, that's about it. Mm. I often, like, have very little money, so, uh, doesn't really. I don't really have a lot to uh, spare on it. Ichigo. Um, most of my collection has been from over the years. So VHS tapes mostly. I know. Ain't nothing um, wrong with that. I was at a con. I picked up all the bubblegum. What was that? What? Mark Like ten bucks. I picked up all the bubblegum crisis on VHS. I think so. Yep. And then our guest bedroom is full of all my old plushies because they won't fit on our bed. Mm. Um, and then we have a bunch of figures and art. Like, our house is probably wallpapered with a lot of art because John and I collect a lot of art from the different artists we see that we like at different conventions. And then, um, of course... Mine isn't just into uh, anime and and Japanese culture. It's also into the fashion. So I've got a lot of gothic Lolita and stuff like that. Like the Sailor Moon makeups and stuff. 
um, and things of that nature. So it really just depends on what you mean by a collection, because if you're talking about specifically like figurines and stuff, I don't have too many of one specific thing, but I have a small gathering of many. Mm. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase "creek." You cool. you've got to keep it in in a certain amount of of restraint because both me and my husband are big anime fans. So nerds. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. In a chat room at live.vodnetwork.com, Kelly Demise says she's into plushies and her kids keep stealing her eye, which is kind of understandable. Shinji Ikari says in his office he has Shinji and Asuka figures that sit next to each other. Aww. At my old office, I used to have a, a Sailor Venus figurine sitting there, which got lost in the fucking mail because after I left, they shipped it to the wrong address. I'm just like, you bastards. Ah. I'll end up replacing it eventually. All right. I think everybody knows what time it is. Oh, goody. Woo! Time for strange news from Japan. Oh, (laughs) Mako-chan. I sense a theme with this one. No, it's just what I could find. All right, then. Who wants to go first? Uh, you want me to? Go for it. Sure, let me bring it up. I was gonna say, nose goes! <laughs> Man robs date after choking her. Oh, we're off to a great start. Yeah. Police in Tokyo Shibuya Ward have arrested an unemployed 39-year-old man, of course he's unemployed, uh, on suspicion of assaulting and stealing money from a woman whom he met through an online dating site. According to police, the subject, Takashi Shimazu, met up with a 26-year-old woman and they went to a hotel in Shibuya last November, Fuji TV reported. Police said Shimazu <clears throat> choked the woman until she started to pass no, out. No, he, he chocked the woman. Chocked. Just so you know, it's been up there for four days, and no one has realized that. And I corrected it by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Chocked or choked the woman until she started to pass out. However, the woman regained consciousness and went after Shimazu, who left the room with her wallet that had 200,000 yen in cash. He then hit her and pushed her away. Shimazu was quoted by the police as saying he was heavy, heavily in debt. He said he liked the woman and wanted to date her, but got upset when she asked him for money. The fact that they went to a hotel on a first date. Well, hey. It was probably one of those love hotels just for a, you know, you know, derping out and uh, doing random shit like that. Pretty much. Yeah, considering he says that he met up with her and they went to a hotel. My guess is, is, you know, she was probably a sex worker. Yup. And that's why she was asking for money. And he got delusional and thought that, you know, she was actually interested. We just went in two completely different directions, didn't we, Mako? And the fact that she had 200,000 yen on her, which is about $1,750. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would not have carried that much money on a first date. Yeah. Yeah. Moving right along. I'll take this one. Manager attempts to rob his own restaurant in Saga. Police and Tosu Saga Prefecture have arrested the manager of a yakitori restaurant on suspicion of attempting to rob the place on January 15th. According to the police, the suspect Takashi Sato, 22, wearing mask and sunglasses, entered the restaurant when he was off duty and threatened the staff with a knife, according to Fuji TV. Although Sato was silent during the incident, one of the employees apparently suspected who he was and asked him if he was Sato. Sato took off his mask and told the employees to watch out for robberies and left the scene without taking any money, leaving the staff wondering if it was some sort of drill. On the afternoon of the same day, false report to the police was made by Sato saying that two men had robbed the restaurant at 300,000 yen in cash. Police said that Sato has already been arrested on suspicion, suspicion of embezzling 57,000 yen from the restaurant and a further charge of attempted robbery will be added. It's it reminds me of a scene of somebody walking and robbing the place. They're like, "Oh hi!" And everyone's like, "Everybody knows who it is." And the manager walks by, like, "You clocking in for your for work, right?" You know, it's something like that. This sounds like the worst, the world's worst insurance fraud scheme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Michael, you got some real amazing ones tonight. Mm-hmm. Pet, pet. Okay. Ichigo, why don't you take the last one? Oh, yay! I'm so excited to talk about a cross-dressing man. <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. Dan, Dan. Um, so yeah, a cross-dressing man robbed a woman, a woman in Gifu and gave her back some money because he was feeling really, really nice. So in Gifu, an armed man dressed as a woman robbed a pedestrian on the street in the city of Ogaki, Jifu Prefecture, but returned some of her cash before fleeing the scene, police said. According to the police, the incident occurred shortly after 12 a.m. on Sunday. A man, dressed as a woman, approached a 31-year-old woman walking alone on a street and threatened her with a scissors-like sharp object. Scissors-like sharp object? Wouldn't that mm. be Scissors? Sanke Shimbun reported that he demanded she give him all her cash. The woman obliged and handed over her wallet, but as the man began removing the bills from it, she requested that her cash be returned. Damn, the balls on this one. Mm. The balls. She the must man be part Italian. 4,000 yen and fled the scene quickly, police said. The woman said that she, the perpetrator had long brown hair and was wearing a black skirt and black tights. He appeared to be in his 30s and was about 170 centimeters tall. The woman suffered no injuries in the incident. Wow. The, it, it, <laughs> Give me all your money. Hey, asshole, I want my money back. Oh, sorry, here. Yeah, no, hey, here, get, get, get yourself some lunch and a nice outfit. Bye. Bye, Felicia. How much you want to bet this guy was unemployed? In this case, it would be by Felipe. So, so many meats. Why all the meats? But, yeah. 
And, as, and I'm looking in the for I'm looking at the comments, and someone goes, "Unbelievable! Everybody knows black tights don't color coordinate properly with brown hair. Why didn't he dye it black, or at least give it a silverish hue? And would it kill him to wear leggings as opposed to tights? Someone, please arrest this man!" Fashion really? time. What was that? Like that's what they're complaining about. And someone goes, "Honestly, just by a description, I can tell this guy is a disaster." A fashion disaster and a human disaster. <sighs> Sigh. Well, at least you gave some back. True. True. It's like if you're going to rob somebody, at least have proper clothing. It's like, really? <laughs> Man, listen. I think it's time to wrap it up and get out of here. Okay. I agree. We'll be back.
Finish a little bit sooner than we expected, so it wasn't so bad. Another day, another episode. Pretty much. Wait, Mako chan, what are you QQing about? What? Are you fucking serious? What happened? George Gaines. Punky Brewster and Police Academy star dead at 98. Damn, almost a century. Yeah. Ah, another fuck you to 2016. Ah, Jesus Christ. Ah, Commandant Lassard, we salute you. Alright. Let's kind of get back on track here. If you like a show, tell a friend. They need to tell another friend and so on and so forth. We are independent podcasters and bloggers. We do this for the fun of it. So, there's no bias here. We just tell it how it is. If you have any questions about the show, thoughts, ideas, suggestions, planes, trains, automobiles, all that good stuff, send it to podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. What the hell was that? Okay. Check out our website AnimeJamSession.com where we have all of our convention articles, podcasts, stories, and all that good stuff. Um, You'll be seeing an article about Capsicon from Ichigo in the oncoming days. So stay tuned for that. If you want to get into our podcast, but you can't access our site, you can always find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to Google Play. YouTube.com slash TV. This is where we post all of our convention videos. Um, I am working on a few. I should have them up soon, so please bear with me. Um, if you want to follow us individually on YouTube, see what videos that we may upload, videos that we like, and playlists and so forth. You can find me at youtube.com slash djronmess. Ari is at Ari22682. Mako-chan is at Jupluna. You can find Ichigo at Ichigogami. Twitter.com slash uh, Anime Jam Session. 
follow us there for all the updates on our website, when we're going live, conventions we're going to, and all that cool stuff. If you cannot access our website, I mean our Twitter, uh, just send us a request and we'll, and we'll follow you. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, um, find me at twitter.com slash teachervonmess. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako-chan is at Jovidea. And you can find Ichigo at Ichigogami. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everyone that has liked our page over there, thank you so much. We truly appreciate all of you, all the likes and the followers. We really mean it. We really mean that. So, if you have any ideas, just give us a drop. Just let us know what's up. But as long as you like the page and the articles and everything we put on it, we'll bring you more content. We want you to live vicariously through us if you can't make it to the convention. We want you to sh- we want you to see what's up and what you've missed and all that goodness. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, you want to follow us individually on Facebook? You can find me at facebook.com/slash/imdjronmes or that djronmes guy. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. Mako-chan is at Makoto Mako-chan Kino and you can find Ichigo at Ichigogami and as I said we're on the VOG Network twice a week we're live 9.30pm on Tuesday nights Encore Thursdays at 2 but we're not the only Geek Century podcast on this site we have the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast the Geek Card Bobby Blackwell Show Orange Knowledge Radio Critical Myth British Invaders Pod Culture Electric Sisterhood and Girls Gone Wow. And I believe we are premiering two new sh- like two, three new shows on VOG Network. Uh, let me see if I can grab those. Uh, grab that real quick. Yes. We will be having a Super Sentai show coming to the network, uh, Ranger Pride. It'll premiere Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, with encore presentations Fridays at 9. Uh, we'll be. We also have Game Buoy. It's another awesome gaming podcast. It's pretty much about games that are not on your radar, but they should be. Uh, you'll be checking this out Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific with 6 p.m. Eastern. Leading into Electric Sisterhood, then us, Anime Jam Session, how you guys doing? And there'll be Encore Presentation, 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. No, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern after Critical Myth. And one of my favorite shows is back again. Guys on the show with Rob Robertson Extifer. Uh, it'll be back right after Ranger Pride. Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, which is 11.30 p.m. Eastern. What repeats Friday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific at 9.30 Eastern. And also, we're do- Vogue Network is also doing something pretty cool called Voices. Saturdays, um, let's see... Let's see. In order to, to begin the de-emphasizing of music on our station so we have more voices on a 24-hour 7 schedule, they'll be doing a, we'll be doing a Discover Independent Voices Marathon Day. Uh, on Saturdays, there'll be random epi- random shows from different 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 shows being, episodes of different shows being played. So if you miss, if you want to know what these shows are about, tune in on a Saturday and see what's up. You might like it and subscribe and listen. I think that's pretty cool. So, don't forget, we have Ranger Pride, Game Buoy, Guys on the Show, and on Saturdays, Discover Independent Voices Marathons. Like, so, definitely check those out. Alright, I think we're done here. Go around the room. Last words, Mako. <coughs> Mako. I'm tired and I'm going to eat cake.
But the cake is a lie. No, the cake is in my fridge. <laughs> what? It's really, really yummy, too. Last words, Ichigo. Hope whoever's coming up for MAGFest stays safe and uh, Jenna for now, but hopefully I'll see you guys later. Last words, Ari. I found a gray hair in my beard this morning. I pretty much was going like, traitor, when I plucked it out. My last words, I am going to play some more Project Cross Zone 2 and I catch up on the episode of Shameless, and I'm going to go to bed and hit the gym tomorrow. That is it. End of list. We're getting the heck up on out of here. Uh, next week, we will have... <coughs> excuse me. Our MAGFest show with Avalon Cosplay. She'll be joining us. Um, the epic uh, reunion podcast episode will be happening sometime in March. Be on the lookout for that. That's going to be fun. Probably a lot of alcohol as well. Uh, that yeah. is it. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. And we out this bitch. Night. Johnny. Say goodnight, Ichigo. But I'm not tired. It's a step up. Yeah, I know. Good night, everybody. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs> <laughs>